1: This is Nathan Opposition from Ancient Wisdom and Vessel of Light, and you're listening to Talking Metal.
2: This is Rob Dukes from Generation Kill, and you are listening to Mark Striegel and Talking Metal.
3: Welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal podcast, home of all things hard rock and heavy metal. I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. guys welcome to another edition of talking metal remember to support what we do by being a contributor to our patreon page just go to patreon.com and search talking metal or mark striegel i spell my name s-t-r-i-g-l today we have rob dukes and nathan opposition rob of course known for his work with exodus he's the ex-singer of exodus current singer of generation kill dukes which is a band that hit me uh, on the side of the head coming out of nowhere. Definitely check them out. Rob's going to tell us all about them. And also, of course, Fragile Mortals, which features Rob Dukes, and DMC, Daryl McDaniels, a run DMC fan. So Rob always staying busy, always giving us a lot of great music, a true artist. Another guy who was a true artist, and I didn't know much about this guy until Dan Lorenzo turned me on to him, Nathan Opposition, He's doing some work with Dan, which we're going to hear all about. And he also has his band Ancient Wisdom, which I knew nothing about Ancient Wisdom. They're a cult rock, and I freaking love them. They're just insanely good. And we're going to check out some of the music Nathan is doing with Dan Lorenzo in just a bit. That project is called Vessel of Light, so stay tuned for that. But right now... Let's just check out some music by today's guests. This is the classic Exodus song, re-recorded by Exodus when Rob Dukes was in the band. This is Bonded by Blood. Classic Exodus song, Bonded by Blood, with Rob Dukes on vocals. Obviously, that's the re-recorded version of Bonded by Blood. So good, and Rob always did such a great job with that. Great to hear Rob singing Exodus always. And uh, we're going to hear all about what he's up to now in just a minute. But before we do that, let's check out some new ancient wisdom. These guys are a cult rock. And then later in the show, we will hear from nathan opposition of ancient wisdom and vessel of light this is brand new ancient wisdom it's called light of lucifer
4: Lucifer and it shines bright like the sun, show them the light, Lord Lucifer. Let it light their eyes Like the sun Enlighten everyone Restore your heart store your sights. step out of the darkness and into the light of Lucifer let it shine bright like the sun let your light shine Light, the sun
3: Brand new Ancient Wisdom featuring Nathan Opposition. That's Light of Lucifer. We're going to hear all about Ancient Wisdom and Vessel of Light in our interview with Nathan in just a few minutes, uh, more than a few minutes after the Rob Dukes interview. So stay tuned for that. Right now, this is Rob Dukes checking in with us on Talking Metal. And uh, yeah, here we go. Let's hit a little, let's do this, little Fragile Mortals into my interview with Rob Dukes. Mark Striegel of Talking Metal and on the line, Mr. Rob Dukes, a guy I had to call because I'm on Blabbermouth yesterday. And Rob, I usually feel like I'm pretty up on your your doings. And there it <laughs> yeah. announced a, a Rob Dukes solo album or solo EP, I guess. I, out of nowhere, I was kind of yeah. blindsided by this. Uh, and I downloaded it today. It sounds <laughs> incredible, dude. So what? where did this come about? Let's talk about this
2: okay so well, i'm just calling it dukes just because there. Were, you know what there were no other bands called dukes i'm the only one wow so I was, that's like, surprising I did search actually. i did search i was like oh i know that's what i thought too i was like oh all right cool so anyway so couple years ago my friend john corsiari uh he had a small recording studio in rockin county new york and uh um, right. it's called we all we all we all nicknamed him j-rod so he called the j-rod productions and he is a, um, he li- he mixes live shows. He's a, a, a really good sound engineer and a really awesome guitar player. And we've been friends for you know a really long time, since like, since the mid-80s. Uh, we've been buddies. Um, uh, we were roommates at one time. I actually lived in a, in a house with him when we recorded Red, White, and Blood. Um, I lived upstairs and John lived downstairs and that's where the studio was. So I had the luxury of like, you know, going down there at night and we would right. hang out and so uh, through the time before before even that he had a small studio and um, I was home from tour with Exodus and I was um, me and John were hanging out and um, I said hey man I got these songs I, I wrote on guitar and I showed him a couple riffs that I had and he had a couple riffs and then he and I said well why don't you play the guitar because you're a better guitar player than me because he's, he's fucking awesome right so we started writing these songs and these four songs just kind of happened and then um at the time uh i got this kid he was he was mixing some some like uh like new metal band that were like the dude was singing like he would scream but he would scream inward with a, the air would go inward and i've never okay. heard it i just i heard the the drummer was fucking amazing so this kid walked in without anyone else in the band just to a click track with a beat per minute and played the songs. I'm like, and he did like 10 of them. I'm like, really? In like, wow. in like three days, it was incredible. So I said, Hey man, I, I said, okay, hey, will you, will you play on these songs? And he said, yeah. So he played on for us And then they sat for a while and we, um, so John got busy. I got busy. Uh, I moved to Arizona. The, the songs kind of just were kind of just sitting there. And then one day, uh, my friend Craig said, Hey man, can I have a stab at doing the drums over? And I'm like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. So he, uh, my friend Craig a he does a lot of really good video stuff. He's done a lot. Of, he did me and Craig did the Exodus DVD together. Okay. We did the whole documentary and he also a cool. lot. He also edited the live cut. So me and Craig basically did that together. And he was, he was more, I mean, Craig's the man. I mean, he's, that's what he does for a living. And he, so he's a, an awesome editor and, and just, you know all the production side of stuff. He's really killer at all that. So anyway, he's a drummer, and we used to have a band a long time ago in the in the mid '90s. We had this band that we did together, and we just played live a couple times, and did a bunch of cover songs, and did a couple originals, and like we we did a record at one point. And anyway, so these songs, I said, John, let me have Craig do this. So John sent the songs to Craig. Craig did all the drums, and then I was like, okay, cool. So I asked. I called my, my friend Scott Reeder from Caius, and he's now in Fireball Ministry. Okay. I said, Scott, will you play bass on of these? And he was like, fuck yeah, man. So um, Scott did all the bass on there and fucking killed it. And Scott's like one of my favorite bass players. Like, like, Caius is one of my favorite bands of all time. And the era with Scott is so amazing, and, and it's the the bass playing, and the, he's just awesome. So he did the bass, and then I called up uh, my buddy Mikey Doling from Snot and said, hey, man, will you do a guitar solo for me? And he was like, yeah. And a couple other people were gonna do uh stuff too and then uh, but they were all on tour or they were just didn't have the time right now. So um I am working on new newer songs and and so I'm gonna, you know, reach out to people then and keep just I might make this a full length and in, in time. And I'm just gonna keep writing songs and keep doing what I'm doing and and eventually uh, you know, um you know, get some friends to play on it and it's just been a lot of fun, man. It's been a lot of cool and it's it kind of cool to do a few different kinds of things and and be a little um, I don't know just, just write music, man. Just do right. what I'm doing. That's cool. <laughs> so I'm sorry, just to back up yeah. a
3: little bit because I, I mean I'm a massive yeah. uh, fan of especially of Welcome to Sky Valley by by Kai, it's Such an yeah. amazing record on so many different amazing levels. record. And I so Scott, up, where did you actually, where did you come in yeah. contact with Scott again? Can if we could just okay, re-
2: so so. Okay, so years ago, uh, when I was with, um, Exodus, I was in South America and I got to play with Kaius. So we, 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 uh, we played, a, did a, a big festival with Kaius and, and I got friends with, with, with all the guys and, you know what I mean? Not friends, but like acquaintances, you know, band acquaintances, things. And, but <clears throat> I had, um,
3: no, is this Caius it or Caius it. Lives that you... Were-
2: that was Caius Lives. That was okay. Caius Lives. I right. never got... I actually never actually got to see Caius because when I saw... When they were supposed to play New York, um, they were on tour with Danzig. Their bus crashed in a snowstorm and they didn't make it. Right, okay. And then I was going to see him again in LA and then something happened and I didn't make it. Like I missed a flight or my flight was delayed or whatever and I missed the show again. So I never got to see Caius. But I've, I've hung out with John Garcia a couple times. Very nice guy. Great
3: guy, yeah. Anyway...
2: I had um, um, I had a band at one time um, as a joke. It was kind of just friends getting together and hanging out. We called it Planet Piss, which I got from Metalocalypse. It was uh, Murderface's birthday. Right. He was gonna. It, they didn't give him a party, and he was gonna quit. And I'm gonna start my side project, Planet Piss. So we did this show, one show, um, and we played a, all Kyles music for like an hour and a half. We just played a, we played Sky Valley. We played almost the whole entire album we played some stuff off blues behind the red sun. So anyway, I'm a huge Kai fan. So uh, I reached out to Scott at one point and said, Hey man, um, we both know Ronnie King, who's a, a producer in Palm Springs where Scott lives and he's a desert rat. And um, we knew a lot of the same people. So I reached out to Scott, called him on the phone. We talked for like an hour and a half. It was fucking awesome. And I was like, you know, kind of fanboying out. And he was like, Oh dude, it's all good, man. But he's so fucking, he's like one of the coolest dudes ever. So I reached out to him when, when this project was happening, I said, Hey man, will you, will you do this for me? He's like, yeah. And he fucking, within like a week, man, he like went to a studio, he has a studio in his house. He used his own, you know, unique sound that he has and he fucking plugged this shit in and fucking boom. And it was, it came out killer. So
3: absolutely, Wow. Cool. You know, and now now Scott's now playing with with Fireball Ministry. He's now in Fireball Ministry.
2: He's in Fireball Ministry right now, and he's actually doing a show. To I think he's playing with Foo Fighters and Queens of Stone Age to, uh, this weekend oh, wow. at Cal Jam.
3: Okay,
2: um, they're playing that, and they're doing like a little tour. Um, yeah, man, he's a he's a really cool dude, man. He's he's really awesome. We're you know um, we finally got to work together, so we're we're going to do some other stuff. We did another thing with um, um, uh, Jesse uh, uh, Majera, um played drums, and Scott played the bass and then Tim from Clutch did um uh and I did the vocals Tim for the guitar player from Clutch and I did the vocals and we're waiting for Tim to finish the guitar tracks and we're just doing a one song off thing just for the fun of it just for hey shits and giggles and and uh so that was kind of cool to do that and and then um and in the meantime so that's just, just one uh, song yeah.
3: though that's just going to be one song
2: yeah, it's just one song, yeah. And, and, and then, what you know, would that be on so. a
3: compilation record or, or movie soundtrack no, or something or? I have No, I
2: don't know We don't even know. It it was kind of like Scott and Jesse's idea, so we just kind of like went along with it. Like, okay, cool, man, and fucking all got together and or maybe it was my idea. I don't remember. I don't remember how it came together. Nice. It just did. We're just uh cool. So, yeah, man, let's do this. So so we we're, yeah. we're talking about um, the
3: the new EP Dukes which just randomly yeah. dropped t- today I guess officially <laughs>
2: right I, I, I well it's up today yeah I actually did it to coincide with the New York Rangers opening season so I was like you know what I'm going to I'm going to I did like a month and a half ago I was like you know what man if we we can finish these we can mix these songs and finish them I'll fucking drop it on Ranger uh, on hockey day you know on on the opening season of hockey day, which was actually yesterday but the Rangers is today so I was like oh, I'm going to do it October you know um, when and, uh, when the Rangers draw uh, start their season, so that's what it did. It came out today, man. I got actually Daryl sang on a little bit on it, man. He yeah, did a little was, like blurb for me. I was and gonna was ask you about rad. that. It was like so, it was just so off the cuff, man. He, like he heard it and he was like, oh cool, I love that fucking song. I listen to it at the gym because like, I got something to say on it. I'm like, okay, cool. So he went to the studio and Johnny Rod's studio and he fucking nailed it and sent it to me. and I was like, that's perfect, man. Fuck, it's great. And then that was it and fucking done. So it was cool. It was short. It was cool, and it was just, you know, it was just, you know, the the other songs. I'm like, I'm gonna give Tommy Victor play a solo. He said he would do a solo. I'm gonna have Wayne from Hatebreed do a solo for me. So, like, all like a bunch of my friends were like, I'm like, hey man, I, I'm making these this album, and I got these songs where you do some sh- solos for me because I'm a fucking horrible solo player. You know what I mean? So, and it was cool to just to have my friends join along. And hey man, yeah, I'll so,
3: fucking yeah, why not? Fucking awesome! So wait, so Tommy Victor plays from from Prong. We're talking about he, he plays on the, yeah, on the he, EP.
2: He's gonna play. He's gonna play. I have like so the EP is out right now. Right. There's like six more songs that aren't finished. Okay, I'm still working on them. I asked him to play us do a solo. He said yeah. So okay. Wayne said yeah. And then I maybe Peter Taggart might do something for me from Hypocrisy and you know what I mean. It's just you know you know filling gaps and filling holes if it's, if it's I'm not going to force it, but if it can work and the song kind of is their style of what they do, then I'm going to have them fucking do something. You know okay. what I mean? So the, uh-huh. the,
3: the EP is out now, but it, you're telling us basically yes. that there is more coming, and so there's a full length, more I guess, coming. on the way, or another EP, or what can we expect?
2: Uh, I, honestly, I have no idea. It could be another EP, it could just be a full-length record, and, and these songs be on it. I might just do another EP, and just, you know what I mean, and keep it that way. I'm not really sure yet, you know? I would hate for people to buy these songs and then buy an album where they're on again, right. so I might not do that. So I might just... Uh, you know what I mean? I might just do it the way I'm doing it now, just like three or four songs at a time, and here, yeah. you know, uh, you know, and just do it that way. It's, I don't want to make people buy something twice; that would be stupid. So cool. And who the fuck would do that? I wouldn't do
3: it. Right? No, I hear, I hear you. All right. So, so again, the EP is out now, guys. There's. It sounds like there's more yep. music by Dukes on the way. And it was funny because yep. on on Blabbermouth, uh, the the site we all go to for much of our our metal news, and I
2: actually gossip. go to Brave Words, but Blabbermouth is a big one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like I like Brave Tim
3: Words. Tim at Brave Words is a is a Tim Henderson, friend of mine, great guy, and and yeah. I love Brave Words. I actually go to both sites. Yeah. Dale Daily, numerous times, I, but I, But it was funny because on Blabbermouth, the 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 next post down you mentioned, of course, Daryl DMC McDaniel's. The next post down after announcing that you had this this new EP out was that the Fragile Mortals, which is the the run the Daryl McDaniel's slash DMC, aka DMC slash Generation Kill kind of hybrid. That record is finally mm-hmm. coming out. That album and i was a little confused by this cuz the tracks are already up like I, I know on amazon i'm not sure about itunes but you can already download the tracks on on amazon for the the dark project by fragile mortals but this announcement about this uh, release which is like next friday is that like mean the physical copy is being released or is it just being released on another company what's what's the deal with the fragile mortals the dark project out
2: honestly i i i don't really know a lot of the information i just know what you know like i've uh it was um you know it, it, a manager started taking making doing all the decisions they i know they got uh, with e1 and they and 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 decided to put it out through through e1 on and so honestly i don't really know that much only because i've been i just don't have the. i just been doing other stuff like like the record's been done for like a year and a half like two years it was it's just been you know stalled so many times and at this point it's kind of like you know uh okay put it out cool you know what i mean uh, you know at this point you know so i'm concentrating on on a new record with generation kill um working on just you know being a musician as much as i can when i'm not um at work you know what i mean i'm a you know, I'm a full-time mechanic, so I play at night and I weekends when I can, and right. so I'm working on a new Generation Kill record right now, and that's it, and,
3: you know. Okay, so we'll, we'll get to
2: the, that. As far as Falco goes, I don't really know that much information. I mean, I know as much as you know. Like okay. I read the thing on Blower. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. All right, so it's coming out next week. Great. Cool. So-
3: so. so the album is done and out of your hands, like you mentioned. I mean, you've been playing me tracks for years yeah. now, um, and and yeah. are you it's a little frustration maybe that the fact that it's it it hasn't really been officially released at this point?
2: Um, no, man, no. no it's just you know, it's not really. It's just look, right. it's been it just, it's been so long. You know what I mean? And you know, I mean, it's that's my answer. It's been a really long time since. It's been uh, done. Right. Okay. So there's really just, okay, just put it out and whatever happens, happens. If people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. And, you know, uh, whatever. (laughs) What's funny is that, look, man, the rappers are going to fucking hate it. And the metalheads are going to fucking hate it even more. So there's really, it's really like this weird, weird thing that we did for ourselves. And we're putting it out and then that's it. And like I you know, i said from the beginning of the when I met Daryl from the beginning, if I get to make some music with this guy and it's cool, then I get to play it for my friends, listen to it, then I'm fine with that. If it never sees the light of day, it would have it would have meant the world to me just to do it and get in a room with him and get in a room with all the guys from, from Genesis Kill and make this project. It was fucking rat. You know, it was a moment in time that, that was awesome. And so it's been over a year and a half and we've, and now I'm ready to kind of move forward and write new music and do right, new sure. stuff. So, um, so that's why I put the Duke stuff out. Cause that had been that had been that had been going on for a couple of years at the same time, you know, like these songs have been sitting and we work on them, and we just, you know, so I was like, okay, I'm starting fresh. So, um, you know, I got together with, uh, with um, my friends, we did this and now I'm going to move forward and, and work on a new Gkill record. That's the plan for the. Cool. You know, and, I'd like to have it out by the summer. So.
3: Okay. Well, before we get to Generation Kill, Daryl McDaniels yeah. from Fragile Mortals uh, is on the new Duke's EP on the song Hate Me, which sounds great. And yeah. how, how is Daryl doing? Thanks. Are you still in touch with him on a regular great, basis? Man. No,
2: I, yeah, yeah man, I talked to him like five days ago, man. We just, we just He's doing a lot of Comic-Cons. He's probably in Comic-Con New York today right. and all yep. this weekend. So he's constantly doing a bunch of comic stuff and he's doing his music stuff and he flies everywhere and he does you know, a ton of, of uh, you know, just, uh, social stuff that he does. He, he, you know, he's everywhere all the time, always on the move. You know, does a lot of, uh, uh, speaking engagements with, with kids in high schools and, you know, and, um, and, and, you know, talks about adoption a lot. And he is a part of that. That's part of his, his life where he goes and talks about the whole deal. So people don't feel so alone with it. He talks about, you know, he had his book come out and he went on a thing talking about suicide and, and talking to people and, and, you know, engaging with people that you know were afraid to maybe talk about it, and and it was you know he's doing his thing, man. That's cool. who he is. It's cool. You know, cool. And one of yeah. the
3: craziest moments of my life was when you you asked me to interview him, and I called him up, and he yeah. was like, "Yeah, where do you live?" And he <laughs> came right to my house and did an interview. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was awesome. Yeah, DMC in my living, is, room, living room. Yeah,
2: yeah, he's fucking killer. He is a, a super nice. Guy, one of the one of the nicest human beings I've uh, I've ever um, got to work with and 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 just know, and and he's awesome. So yeah, yeah,
3: cool. Well, Generation Kill gave us two great records and th- three if you count this Fragile Mortals record. What, what's the current status? You said you were, you're hoping for a new G Kill record by by the summer.
2: But the summer, man, we, we started writing it. We have, a, we have a few songs done and, and we're, you know, we're not done, but we're, we're, we gotta,
3: we're in the
2: midst of finishing them up and, and working them out. We just did a, a, a I gave you a song, uh, a cover yeah, song. I that heard we it. Did yeah. Just to kind of like, it's great. here's a cover song. Here's, here's, uh, you know, um, a couple, you know, Machete, uh, Rob Machete decided to, he wanted to go be a front man and a guitar player. So he was going to go start and do his own thing. So he um, is not in Generation Kill anymore. He just uh, decided to go do his own thing. And so me and uh, Jason Velez um, are going to continue on with Generation Kill. And we got together and we wrote, we did a cover of Bloodstains with uh, Craig Safola on drums and uh, Jason's brother, Max Velez, on bass. And we did a, a quick cover. I'll send you a video, too. We did a video, too, like a little a fucking clip for, like, YouTube and it's uh, just free. People can just have it. You know what I mean? And cool. just uh, it's just something like, oh, okay, here's what we did, and here's the new lineup, and and we're working out. We um we got three songs right now that are just fucking uh, amazing. They're fucking killer. I I'm I'm blown away by how fucking um these two these two brothers work together. Um, Jason and Max Velez. They're it's fucking killer. Wow. So yeah. you know what what they sent me so far is fucking is you know what? You know what we did. It basically, we took the highest point of "we're all going to die" and we said, "Okay, this is the low bar. Let's start here." Wow. And that's basically what we're doing. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, I wish Robin and, and Robin and Rob, and Rob Rob all the best. They're going to go do their own thing, and, and that's cool. Like, I wish them all the best. So
3: you went yeah. from three Robs in the band. Now you're down to to one Rob. One Rob. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> the blood yeah. stains. You it mentioned happens, man.
2: People, you know. Yeah, by Agent
3: Orange. Agent Orange is is the band that did it originally. Cool. Well, we're going to play that right now on on Talking Metal, and we're going to come back and talk some more with Rob Dukes. Here is Generation Kill with Bloodstains. little Generation Kill here on Talking Metal. We are talking with Rob Dukes, former vocalist of Exodus, current vocalist of Dukes and Fragile Mortals and Generation Kill. Rob, so who, you mentioned Rob and Rob have left Generation Kill. Who
2: And Jay Jay Trenzer. So so basically it's me and Jason Velez are are continuing on with it. Uh, We decided we're going to continue to work together any other guys want to go do something else? I don't, you know, I don't really know what they want to do. But you know, Machete wanted to be a front man and wants to play guitar, so I think he, he's that's kind of where you know where we came to ahead. And it was like, okay, cool. Well, uh, good luck and see ya. You know what I mean? And good luck. You right. know what I mean? So one of those things. You
3: know? Cool. So and I wish him all the best. Now the current lineup, though, is that a, is yeah. there an official current lineup of of G Kill? Yeah,
2: it's uh, Craig Sefola on drums uh, and Jason Velez on guitar and Max Velez on bass. And we don't know if we're gonna have another guitar player. We might just stay a, a four piece. We're not really sure. I might start playing guitar again. I'm not really sure. Um, we haven't got there yet. So, what we did do is we started writing songs, and okay. we have like we have three songs that are like you know um, basically um, tracked. I'm going to do vocals. I do, you know what I did is I I got a set up in my house so I can do it myself. I don't have to, I can do vocal tracks in my, in a, in a walk-in closet I have. And I built it and I got a a mixer and a, and a a recording you know, system and a, and a good micro, a really good microphone. So I can do the tracks at my, you know, as I want to do them and I can do them. And then, um send them to the we don't know who's going to produce it yet i i I have a few ideas i just don't want to i don't want to say it right now but for right now we're just gonna we're gonna track everything we're gonna engineer everything and track everything and then we'll fucking put it in the hands of somebody who can um, mix it and put it all together and make it sound killer so okay, awesome, you know, and that's it. And bloodstains, we did ourselves, man. That's exactly how I did it. I did the vocals actually at Mike Gilbert's house from Flotsam and Jetsam. Okay. He lives right by me. So right. I ran over to his studio and I did the vocals for bloodstains at Mike's house. And he uh, he recorded it and we sent it to to um, Craig and Craig, you know, mixed it and put it out there and that's it. So, you know, it was very simple. It was, it was easy. It was fun. It's a song that I've, i you know, that that I've known for, you know, my whole life. I just love this song. I, they have so many great songs, but this is by far the greatest song they ever did. Oh. And Asian Orange is a great band. They're actually coming through here, and I'm gonna go um, hang out with them when they come by. Um, and they're just, they're just awesome dudes, and they're, and, and and I love that band, and that's why I did that song. Um, we did a couple, we're gonna do a couple more covers, but we're we're just gonna put this one out now, and work, we're working on new stuff.
3: Awesome. So, Awesome, cool, and uh, you know yeah. the last yeah, time man. I spoke with you was right before you you hopped on stage with Exodus for the first time in a in a long time. Now that some time has mm-hmm. passed from that, really kind of pretty historic event, if you will, uh, how how are you doing with your relationship with them? Are you are you at peace with it? Are you talking with those guys at all? Absolutely,
2: yeah, yeah, man. I'm, you know, it's, it's totally at peace with it. They're at peace with it. They're, you know, I guess you know we, we are. We just you know, put it all to rest, moved on. Everyone's, you know, it, it was, it was a lot of fun, man. It was, it was a lot of laughs and, you know, um, it was, the show was great. You know, I wish, uh, uh, you know, I uh, had a little more rehearsal, but that, you know, that was just from, you know, when you get out of it for so long and you go back and you think, Oh, I'll be able to do this. You know what I mean? And, um, but you know, you know sing along with a cd is is, is is there's a it's a lot different when you got a microphone in your hand with a band behind you and yeah, sure. in front of you it's just, sure. <laughs> you know anyone could be a rock star in their fucking shower you know yeah. there's it's it's really different when you're standing on stage and there's just there's lights and there's people and there's you know fucking people screaming and you know it's just it was fucking but I'll tell you this man it was great we had me and lee and gary and tom sat and jack came by later um, but we all sat at the hotel and we just sat by the pool, and we just fucking laughed. And, and just, you know, it was killer, man. It was great. Good. I had a really good time. I had a good time of rehearsals. And, and, I you know, I've basically stayed in touch with them. You know, I mean, I went to the Slayer show, and I saw Gary when he was here in, in Phoenix. And uh, i stayed in touch with them. I just, we, we you know, text mostly, you know. And like anything else, it's just, you know, life is life, man. I'm busy. I, you know, I, I work, uh, I go to work at, you know, 8 in the morning. And I'm home at fucking 7 at night. Right. and wow. doesn't, um, it doesn't leave a lot of time for, you know, relationships. But every once sure. in a while, you get to catch up, you know, call. Um, I might go to the show. They're playing here uh, Tuesday in Tucson, which is like an hour away, mm. maybe an okay. hour and a half, and it's on a Tuesday night. And I'm like, I don't know, That's a, Wednesday will be a really long day if I did that. So yeah, no, I'm not sure I'm going to. I plan on it. I plan on going, in, but I don't know if I'm going to. So I okay. can't commit. Right. <laughs> But I talked to Gary the other day. He actually texted me yesterday. He texted me. I bought the Deep thing on iTunes, I'm gonna to listen to it on the plane and I'll call you when, oh, I, cool. when I get the, you know, when I get home. So I was like, Oh, cool, right on. So Cool. You know, good. Good.
3: Yeah. Good, good and stuff. And
2: that's man. about it, man. How are you doing? How's how are you?
3: Uh I'm I'm good. Staying busy. We're you yeah? know, plugging away here with the podcast and working a full time job like, like you are. So uh it's cool. Uh, are you gonna go to Blade Runner? Uh, dude, I have my ticket. We're recording this on what October fifth. I have my ticket yeah. for tomorrow night, uh, ten ten p.m. So get the kids in bed. Uh, and I got just a solo ticket. I'm going down by myself, nice. which is fine oh, because awesome. I can just zone in. I don't have to, you know, worry about yeah. anything. I'm else. actually so,
2: doing. I'm actually going Saturday morning. I'm actually okay. going to watch. I got the Blu-ray, so I'm going to watch the Blu-ray tomorrow night when I get home from work, and then Saturday morning. Uh, I'm going to go to work early, like 5 a.m., so I can cut out at there, like 11, you know what I mean? And yeah. then cut over to the movie theater, and then I'm going to go you know, sit in the movie theater for the early afternoon, and then come home, watch some ranger hockey, and then, uh, yeah.
3: Nice, yeah. So,
2: yeah, cool. I have it all planned. I, I, dude, I've been... St- Dude, they're saying this is the greatest movie of the year. Like, it's going to win Best Picture. Yeah. You're saying that's how good
3: it is. I've been really, yeah. like, trying not to hype myself up too much about it but, it. but it's, like, it's kicked in, and I can't <laughs> help hard it. Not I mean, to. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally I psyched, also, that they brought back uh, yeah. Edward James Olmos. I heard it's a small appearance, but he is back as gaffed. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Oh, that's cool, man. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, totally psyched to see this. I've heard Jared, what's his name, Jared Leto... <clears throat> Is is excellent in it, Leto. So, yeah, yeah, yeah
2: so. cool, man. Yeah, man. I, I, like I said, I'm gonna watch the Blu-ray. I might watch the extras, you know. So we'll see how it all goes, and uh, that's my that's my plan for tomorrow to to come home from work and and watch uh, Blade Runner on Blu-ray, you yeah,
3: know, cool. and then we'll uh, see, the see it
2: on Saturday. Yeah. yeah, very good. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, cool. So
3: all right, Rob. All right. Well, as well, always, great chatting always, with you, and excited about man. new G Kill music. Uh, one last question: So, being that the lineup yeah. has changed so much, uh, do you expect the sound yeah. to be drastically different? Absolutely I mean, not. No. Okay. No,
2: because the I mean, Velez it was the, one one of the really catalysts of, of everything that we did, and and you know it was it was kind of vision that we had. So it's you know it's I don't you know it's not going to change. It's going to it's going to continue. It might change a little bit, but it's basically, you know, I started the band because I wanted it to be a certain way, and this, that's what I'm doing. So, right. You know okay. what I mean? So,
3: cool. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, well, we'll it was a pleasure. Yeah, Thank we'll, you for everything. Yeah, we'll catch up soon, and we encourage all the Talking Metal listeners to get the new EP, Dukes. We're going to end with a song off of it. Uh, what should we hit? Hate Me? Or is there one other one you'd prefer to play for the Talking Metal listeners? <laughs>
2: Uh, I like my whole life. That was, that's one with Mikey going from Snow, doing a guitar solo on it, and I think it's just the an easy. It's not a radio friendly song, but it's it's not. Um, I, I just that's one of my favorites on it. If you ask me, yeah. Cool.
3: Let's check my it whole out. life. Excellent. Let's check it out Thanks, now bro. on Talking Metal. This is My Whole Life by Dukes. Go buy it on iTunes now. All right. Thanks, Rob. We appreciate it. Dukes right there on Talking Metal. Without further ado, we're going to get into my interview with Nathan Opposition of Vessel of Light and also Ancient Wisdom. Here is Vessel of Light featuring Dan Lorenzo, formerly of Hades and Nonfiction and The Cursed, a band that featured Bobby Blitz of Overkill, The Cursed, and Dan Lorenzo. So anyways, this is Dan Lorenzo and Nathan Opposition. The Vessel of Light, followed by my interview with Nathan opposition. Talking Metal. And calling in on the line, we have Nathan Opposition from the band Ancient Wisdom. Nathan, how are you? Nice to meet you. Great, Mark. Thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. You know, I recently was turned on to your music by uh, a mutual friend and uh, Great musician, guy that I I, I really love, Dan Lorenzo. He turned me on to some of the ancient wisdom stuff, and was really <clears throat> really taken aback by it. Great stuff, a unique sound. Overall vibe is something I think that I I really couldn't categorize, which to me is always is always something special. So. Before we talk about what you're doing with, with Dan, I just want to, you know, I knew nothing about Ancient Wisdom, so I just wanted to get a little history lesson on on that band, because you obviously have uh, quite a number of records out, and it looks like you have another one coming out uh, in October. So let, before we talk about the one that's coming out in October, let's go backwards. Can you tell give me a little bit of uh, history on the band, who's in it, how it formed?
1: Yeah, abs- absolutely. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to do so. Uh, this is kind of the chronological order of what happened with Ancient Wisdom. I started writing songs in 2009 uh, when I was living in Cleveland, and uh, I was just writing songs on acoustic guitar and kind of feeling out like um, this new project I kind of wanted to start on, start on my own, and then I ended up moving to Austin, Texas uh, uh, right at the beginning of 2010, and I met with some friends there, uh, a guy named Ribs, who was his nickname, and we called him, uh, who's Justin Mason, who played acoustic guitar in Ancient Wisdom for the first uh, two albums. Uh, we started writing some songs, and we demoed some stuff. Um, Jason Tarpe from uh, Eternal Champion, Let Me Borrow His Computer, and we demoed a couple songs, and uh, he was nice enough to let us that. And, Uh, We kind of just started off like that, and uh, we recorded uh, on a four-track with uh, Jared Allison, who was a drummer of Iron Age, and he did, like, just a home studio kind of thing, two songs, and uh, uh, I wrote and recorded those songs, and uh, Justin did second guitar, and Jared ended up doing, like, this kind of... bizarre percussion with, like, a whiskey bottle and, like, uh, some spoons and stuff. So it sounds really, like, organic and uh, really just this natural kind of feel to it. So we recorded that, and uh, we didn't have any, like, real purpose for it. We were just doing it for fun, and uh, I ended up coming across uh, some of the recordings that Charles Manson was doing at the time with uh,
3: cell phone recordings in his, uh, I think he was doing it in the courtyard or in his prison cell. I can't remember which really one. Was awesome. so um, some more recent recordings that he was doing.
1: Yes, this was in 2010, yeah, and, uh, yeah, so we we ended up, uh, yeah, there were their brand new songs from him at the time, and, uh, stumbled across those from, I was in the band Integrity at the time, I was playing drums for them, and we were in Poland, uh, in Warsaw playing uh, a festival there, and, uh, we were on the way to the show, uh, uh, and the singer was playing some of these Charles Manson tracks on his phone, and, uh, I was just like, how did you get a hold of like <laughs> this is like insane? And uh he um he was contacted by Grey Wolf, who uh is Charles Manson's like best friend and uh, kind of takes care of him and stuff. And he wanted Duid to put out his uh more recent recordings on Holy Terror Records. Well, so so yeah, he ended up hooking up with that because they knew, uh, Twit was a really big fan of Charles Manson's artwork and music and imagery and stuff like that, so, uh, they contacted Dwid, and I was like, Dwight, is there any way I can get, like, my hands on a couple of these tracks, like, uh, I think it'd be a really fun thing to do a split with Charles Manson, there's never been a band who's done something like that, <laughs> so, right. uh, we, uh, uh, contacted Gray Wolf. He talked to Charlie about it. He was into the idea. We played him the tracks that we had previously recorded with the 4-track, and he liked them, and approved the 7 or not 7-inch, it's like a split 12-inch that we did. Uh, so he approved the songs and whatnot, and uh, that became our first release, with, which was on Withdrawal Records, uh, just a small independent label in Austin, and it uh, just became like this kind of like uh, underground uh, uh, success, I guess, because the record sold really quick and people wanted to hear the Charles songs and our songs. Uh, they they were really kind
3: of on and. So it was like so a was single. First, it was a uh, single. One one side was 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 Charles Manson's song and the other side was was your song. Yeah, two
1: two right. songs each.
3: Oh, two and, songs each. Okay.
1: And, uh, then we had, uh, Charles Manson's, uh, girlfriend, now his wife, uh, star. She did the painting for the album cover. So it made it really special to have like her artwork on the cover to have the Atwa symbol on the labels and to have like a really strong connection to, uh, just the artwork and the music kind of connecting in that way. So it was, it was a really fun release and it became something that really kind of got us some, uh, uh some attention right off the bat because, um, uh, those records sold pretty well. And then shortly thereafter, we recorded at The Bubble in Austin, Texas, uh, which is a pretty notable studio there with a guy named um, Jason, and uh, his nickname is Computer Boy because he was like such a whiz at this stuff.
5: Right.
1: <laughs> but but uh, he works with a thing called the Norma Door now. Uh, but he recorded God Like Inferno, and... We were mid-record recording, God Like Inferno, and uh, we lost the funding to the recording because of uh, circumstances that happened with the label being involved with the law. (laughs) Okay. There's a whole situation with that, but uh, uh, this record label, a buddy of mine, Steve Dimashio, who works for Converse, he picked up. Uh, the record and uh, picked up the, uh, the cost for us and he ended up sitting down the inferno. and he released a CD version of that. Okay. And what year was this? Shortly thereafter. This was 2012 okay. when this happened. And then Magic 4 picked us up. Magic 4 out of, uh, they started in Virginia in uh, Richmond and then they moved out to Oceanside and so like He does a record label and skate shop and he works at Tony Hawk Foundation and uh, funding for skate parks and stuff like that. So we talked to him about doing the LP. We did the LP release and then shortly thereafter, uh, Tobias Forge from Ghost contacted us about doing Ghost's first uh, U.S. tour. Nice. And from there, we did that tour and we hooked up with ICM, uh, agency out of New York City, uh, which is next door. And then we had a couple more albums, you know, we started doing, uh, just a thing we hooked up with prosthetic records and we did, uh, death likes. And this was 2013. Uh, Keeping Up With Albums, we did a one in 2014, Sacrificial, which is uh, kind of a record that I just did something a little bit different where I had like a full rock band, just kept saying, instead of having like a uh, minimalist uh, percussion and acoustic guitar. So it's just kind of a fun record to do, something a little bit different. And 33 is where we're at now, which is going to be October 13th, uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, 33 will be released on Magic Bullet and Argonauta Records, uh, I believe. And uh, yeah, that's so kind of are up to speed. Right.
3: That's where we're at now. I, I heard 33 uh, on iTunes. It allows you to kind of stream some of the the tracks, like little samples of them. It sounded just great, and you can pre-order it now, guys. So again, that's ancient wisdom, and you spell the W of wisdom with with two. Uppercase V's, right? So I guess if somebody's searching the the band, they need to do that as opposed to writing the character W.
1: Right. That's kind of uh, what identifies us.
3: Yeah. Cool. Well, the, wow, your story there is fascinating. There's there's so much in it that I I didn't know. So thanks for sharing that. But to to back it up to the the, the Charles Manson stuff. So he was he in prison was able to record songs? Like, were they just cell phone recordings? Or did he, like, did he have musicians on the outside working on, like, the instrumental tracks? Or how did that work?
1: Uh No, you know, I think at a certain point, he was privileges. Like, uh, um, he's a very old man at this point, you right. know. And uh, what kind of my take on it, too, really, is, you know, someone is, you know, you're in incarcerated, you're in this situation, the reason behind this is to rehabilitate somebody and give them some sort of form of therapy, so I think really having him play music, having him play guitar gives him some sort of um, uh, uh environment he's been in his right. entire life, you know, it's kind of like some sort of, uh, therapeutic uh,
5: uh,
1: outlet for Frank. Sure. And so that's kind of why where I look at it as well. I think that, you know, it's, 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 I really think that uh, could be a positive thing. But I think he got his privilege revoked at a certain he's not allowed to do any more cell phone recordings. I think they kind of have, um uh at, at a certain point were not letting him do that out of uh, some sort of uh, you know, they, they, they just caught wind that there was releases coming out or something like that okay. and they didn't like that. So they they oh, okay. The, the thing is, kind of like tightened up on him being able to have uh, recordings released, really which is really sad because I think, you know, he has music to offer and uh, a lot of uh, uh, perspective on the world that other people don't have. So, right. so uh, it, it's kind
3: of a shame, but. Uh, right. Uh, Interesting, and then to, to fast forward a little bit, you said you guys went out on the road with Ghost, which sounds like it was a, a good good exposure for for Ancient Wisdom. What what tour was that? Year Zero?
1: No, that was the uh, uh, the very first album, oh, the first record. Okay, uh, Opus, and uh, it was like uh, it was great. man. it was a club uh, club tour. It was a situation, you know. what I mean, every show was sold out. It was a blast, and we had a great time. Uh, we were a really young band at the time, too, you know, so we were just having a good time with it, living it up, and enjoying ourselves and enjoying uh, appreciating the situation we found ourselves in. So, and uh, from there, we, the year after that, we, it was 2013, we ended up um, putting up with Enslaved and doing okay. 30 Days with them in U.S. and all across Canada, which was a lot of fun. Awesome, and awesome. that was including Paul Bear, Royal Thunder, which is amazing, amazing bill, As you can tell, obviously, it was a great time. Every band was amazing. So,
3: awesome. Okay, Quite so, an experience. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I can imagine. So, I wanted to get into the stuff that you're doing with Dan Lorenzo. Dan has a history going way back to the the early Thrash days. Um, of of New Jersey and just thrash in general with Hades and in the early '90s he was very much on the front of like the alternative sound and alternative hard rock metal sound with Nonfiction he did an album with Bobby Blitz the Cursed uh he did a number of solo records but this project I guess I would call it that you and he are doing Vessel of Light is definitely a, a different sound that than I've ever heard from him and. Uh, definitely a different sound from ancient wisdom, too. Let's talk about how this all came together. How did you meet Dan Lorenzo?
1: I met Dan. He contacted me, I think it was an email, like the first kind of correspondence I had with him, and he told me how much he loved the opposition and Deathlight, and he just mentioned who he wrote for, and uh, I was like, you know, I mean, sometimes this happens in this industry. You go, oh, that's cool. Cool, man. Awesome. You know, <laughs> appreciate it. You know, I don't right. know what else to say, you know, but, uh, you know, so uh, I was like, cool, man. Awesome. Have a good day, you know, type of thing. And, uh, he kept writing me and kept like trying to like, uh, uh, h- help me in certain ways and, and give me some like insight on things to, to, uh, give me some helpful hints and things I could do for ancient wisdom. And, uh, wanted to write and interview me and stuff like that so I'm like alright well
6: you know, maybe,
1: uh, maybe I'll talk to this guy a little bit more we'll, we'll do a couple of interviews and stuff and uh yeah it turns out we just became like good friends after that and uh really just like opened up a dialogue together as a, you know there was like a, uh there like the level of um uh where you uh, break the barrier between acquaintance and friendship or something like that right. you know what I mean uh So, uh, that sort of thing happened and I was like, I, well, this seems like a a buddy of mine, I can, you know, kind of trust his input on things. And, uh, you know, I know he's like mentioned to me, he had some like riffs that he's never used and stuff. And I was like, I was thinking in the back of my head, well, yeah, I mean, if you got them, you may as well use them at some point, you know? So, uh, at some at a, at a point, like, once uh, 33 was wrapped up for Ancient Wisdom, I was like, well, I wouldn't mind doing just another project just for kicks, you know, and uh, you know, I, I bounced the idea to, to Dan Lorenzo, he was just, like, really stoked to hear that I would even be semi-interested in doing it, you know what I mean? So, uh, basically, he started sending me CDs back and forth of some of the riffs he had, and some of them, you can kind of like put like a beat to them and stuff. And I'm a drummer too, so I just kind of like, you know, have this like natural process of like figuring out like how the drum beat should go without even having to play them. You know what I mean? So,
5: right, right. So I get
1: this general idea of where the beat should go, or start writing some lyrics to it. And he's like, you know, I know you, you like to write about the occult a lot, and you like to write about uh, this sort of certain, this and that topic." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, of course, if you've heard any about it here, I mean, yeah, anyway." But yeah, but. He gave me, gave me the challenge of just saying about something a little bit different, which is where the lyrical content for Vessel of Light comes in, into play. Uh, that kind of took me, so it took me uh, to a different place and kind of a different kind of challenge, which is nice. And uh, typically, uh, you know, I'll have like a general theme for a project I do. Like I did another project called Roses Never Fade. Uh And that had a very similar kind of, um, like each, uh, musical endeavor, I had like a common thread, you know, that kind of connects everything together. So he gave me the idea of doing like a true crime or like forensic files type of lyrical content or like, uh, and that became, uh, the kind of focal point for the lyrics of Vessel Light. And we wrote these songs back and forth and it came so naturally that, uh, we just decided we have to like record it out like an actual studio so we took it to Brainchild and Brainchild's Brain uh, place in uh, Avon, Ohio. It's like uh, if you ever heard like that midnight before midnight reports there gunslaughter, Slaughter. Uh, tons of really fucking cool like right. metal bands in Cleveland and uh, they, they really did a great job with it and we my um, buddy um, Connor and Noah who work at Brainchild they really just like captured a really honest recording of it and it, it just became like uh, I mean me and, me and Dan Lorenzo came like maybe twice and not even on a full drum kit and we recorded that album and it just became like such a uh, a solid piece of music that we were just ecstatic about how it like felt, kind of fell together you know cool so it was kind of like it was just meant to be the whole project you know what I mean just kind of right. like fell the place and then uh, we ended up working with this record label I uh, up with this record label in uh, Italy and they love their stuff, so we're going to have that circulating soon, and the it version out It's going to be worldwide.
3: So so the first Pretty single... Funny, really, we kind of just, so the first yeah. single's out, meant to be... But what, what, like, what's the... Is there a name for the actual album? Um, self-titled, self Self-titled. Uh, right, okay. Cool, and when does yeah. that come out? October or something, right? That's going to be uh that's gonna be november 4th november 4th okay so cool out. cool yeah. but the single is currently up on itunes meant to be again we're talking with nathan opposition from ancient wisdom also from vessel of light the project he's doing with dan lorenzo and uh yeah i'm excited for this is there any chance you and dan would do live shows
1: There's always a potential of that, man. Uh, you know, I'm I'm never ruling anything out. But I don't want to say never. You know what I mean? So uh, uh, for me, uh, I it's, you know, it's an open book. So you know, Dan, if you're hearing this, you know, it's all to you, man. If you want to do this, let's do it, man. Let's play right. a couple tunes that are
6: live. You know, let's yeah. make it
3: happen. Cool. Cool. Well, Nathan, it's been great chatting with you. And the best of luck with Ancient Wisdom and, of course, Vessel of Light. Definitely am. Uh, Likewise, man, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm totally psyched. I'm so glad Dan turned me on to this this music. I love the the uh, occult vibe that you have with with Ancient Wisdom. And it's funny that I didn't ever realize you toured with Ghost because I would think I was thinking, wow, these guys would be a great opener for Ghost. I wish Ghost would bring you back out on the road now that they're playing for much bigger <laughs> crowds because i think uh you'd go over really well with their fan base
1: thank you man i appreciate that you know it, it's a funny thing the way it all just kind of uh, fell in place you know i never even heard of that band right two months prior to me touring with that band so and my buddy mike morowitz uh he was just like hey, you, i think you'd like this band and then he played me this live song of ritual and then two months later i'm on tour with him <laughs> so yeah. it was just funny how it all kind of fell into play and then you know, we got that blood ceremony too which is another great band
3: and yeah, uh, yeah. So
1: it's it's um, it all comes full circle. There. The
3: first yeah. time I saw Ghost was it would have been a little after you guys played with them because I saw the first time I saw him was on I've seen them like fourteen times. I, I saw him on Year Zero with uh, King Dude opening up. Do you ever hear of King Dude? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, you, I could see you guys. Ancient Wisdom also kind of over fitting in with their fan base somewhat. I don't know how big a fan base King Dude has, but yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, it's almost like, I feel like uh, a lot of bands like that are, if you're, you know, that we have, like, a similar thing, and we were we were all writing, uh, which they kind of summed up as a cult rock, right. similar style, at a time where a lot of us didn't even know about each other, and then we all crossed paths with each other, so it was really just kind of like a um, special time, and I think it was, like, early 2012, and that's what was just sort of happening, like, the very first stages of it, you know, and... We're all growing as individuals, and we're all growing as fans, too. So it's nice to see everybody kind of uh, uh, blossoming in their own way, you know, so...
3: Right on. Cool. And so you consider straight, ancient straight. wisdom occult rock or doom rock? How would you describe it? It seems more occult than doom. I mean, there's doom elements, but how do you categorize it you categorize? Yeah, it? I, a I, cult? Yeah, I, I guess the
1: simplest way to sum it all up, you know, and it's sort of like and it leaves a lot of interpretation to it, so It is is supposed to, like, try to give you a very distinct idea of what something is by just giving it a subgenre or something, you know. Uh, so, but I kind of, like, uh, you know, there's a lot of occult uh, rock bands, but there's a lot of, like, different styles within that, you know, uh, within that subgenre, so. Uh, but I think that would be the best way to describe us as opposed to trying to go full, you know, rock. Right, you know, right. On. Uh, but cool. yeah, uh, that's sort of like the phrase that we got, we got coined, uh, and I got coined, and we got kind of like uh, in, into that same sort of uh, group. And I mean, as like, and honestly, a lot of more of it has to do with lyrical content than musical content. A lot of the times, too. Uh, right. Which kind of uh, takes it to a different kind of place. I mean. Connect
3: on that level maybe a poetic sort of side of things, but. very cool very cool so it's been great getting to know you Nathan thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us on Talking Metal we're going to have links up to Nathan's bands Ancient Wisdom and also of course Vessel of Light with Dan Lorenzo those links will be up in today's show notes on TalkingMetal.com you go to TalkingMetal.com you go into the Talking Metal podcast section you will find all that good stuff along with this episode and photos and links and all that type of stuff.
6: All right, great, man.
5: Jesus,
3: Composition by Ancient Wisdom. Wow. That song puts chills down my spine. It makes the hairs on my arms stand up. So good. Nathan, great to meet you. Let's keep in touch. You are a true talent. I am totally obsessed with occult rock now. I've already liked, you know, King Dude and Ghost and stuff. But I am so digging ancient wisdom and again wisdom spelled with two v's not a w all right guys thanks so much for joining us and please support vessel of light featuring dan lorenzo and nathan opposition go buy the new ancient wisdom on itunes and amazon we'll have those links up in today's show notes support rob dukes go buy the dukes ep that would mean a lot to me if you'd go purchase that rob dukes longtime friend of mine as is dan lorenzo um, so yeah, support these guys. man, true talents out there doing it on their own dime, and you know these are, these are guys who work full-time jobs. They're not, you know, rock stars driving all around in limos. This is indie music, man, and we, we support it here, and it's, it's better than a lot of the corporate crap, right? Most of the corporate crap. So go support dukes by that EP, by generation kill, by fragile mortals. Buy Dan Lorenzo's music, The Cursed, which featured Bobby Blitz on vocals, his old stuff with Hades and nonfiction, and, of course, his new thing with Nathan Opposition. It's called Vessel of Light. Uh, And buy Ancient Wisdom, too. So much good music is out there. You just got to snoop around and discover it. All right. Talk to you next time, guys.